Welcome to the Light Leaders Podcast, where I'll show you how to step into the light leader that you were born to be. If you're wanting to align with your soul purpose, activate your psychic abilities, and to create an impactful and abundant business, you're in the right place. My name is Athena Bailey, and I'm a trans channeler, a kinesiologist, and a business coach. And I'm here to remind you of the divinity you have within you the sole purpose that guides you through life, and how through your business, you can create the huge spiritual shift into 5D that we're all here for. In this podcast, you'll receive spiritual teachings for your business, manifestation techniques to quantum leap, channelings with energetic activations, and tried and tested business strategies specifically for spiritual entrepreneurs. If you're ready to kickstart your ascension and align with your higher self, let's get started. Hello and welcome to today's podcast episode of Light Leaders. Today we are going to be talking all about channeling. Think of this as your channeling 101. We're going to cover everything from what it is, how to do it, what it involves, different types, who you can channel, and answering any questions we put up an Instagram story asking if you have questions about channeling and we got a few good ones so we're gonna go deep into that covering topics like trans channeling why channeling mediumship you know what are the reasons that people choose to channel if really anybody can who you should be channeling so just going really deep into the subject today to give you a really good understanding because I still feel like there is online there's a lot of information about psychic psychic readings and people kind of go okay well where does channeling come into it? what's the real difference between like going for a channeling session versus tarot card readings or a psychic reading or something like that so we're gonna explain all of that and you'll leave this episode knowing one if channeling is something that you want to pursue and two knowing all about channeling the ins and out knowing it quite deeply So first off, like what is channeling? And it really is a natural form of communication and it's a way of communicating with any consciousness that is not in human form. Now, most often in channeling, this happens by allowing that consciousness to express itself through the channel. Now, the classic example that everybody thinks of is Esther Hicks channeling Abraham, how the consciousness of Abraham expresses itself through her. Um, But you can also see me doing it. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you would have heard many of my channelings channeling different beings. We actually see that with channelers. Some channelers really stick to one being or one group consciousness. So channeling group consciousness is when it's like a collective of consciousness, when it's transcended like the single soul existence or spiritual evolution. It's actually a group, which actually Abraham, um, you know, if you read the books, they talk about that. They're actually a soul collective, a group. So that's an example of one. When people leave Channeling Spirit Academy, I do sometimes see this, that there is a contract that they have to channel a specific being or a group of beings. Um, and then they then go on to do sessions with just that group or just that being. So for example, um, you know, I channel Ashtar a lot and Isis a lot. So I could, for example, go, okay, I'm going to do, cha-, and actually I used to do these, just remembering now, um, channeling sessions with goddess Isis and market it myself as that. Or the sessions that I do now, it's channeling your spiritual team. So your guides, your angels, the guides working with you. 
So we can channel group consciousness, single consciousness, and I'll go into the other beings a bit later. But channeling really, it's the process of opening these dimensional pathways that you have inherently within yourself and allowing these extensions of consciousness, these beings to share your energy field in order to share information verbally or transmit energy. And this can show up in the form of drawing, automatic writing, painting. And I have, we've had quite a few artists come through. People who actually didn't know that, I've seen this quite a bit, where they didn't know that they had an artistic ability, but it started coming through them as a form of channeling. And now they do it as a business. You all would have heard in the Light Leaders episode where we spoke about the channeling graduates, about Sarah, and she has her light alchemy business where she channels amazing artworks with light language. So that's another form of it able to go through. You may have heard of the term being a trans channel and a non-trans channel. Channeler doesn't have to go into a trance channel to be an effective channel, but it is important to disattach from your conscious mind, your ego, to allow that higher form of consciousness to actually come through and express itself. Ego is really the big thing that can come through in channelers. And a really good channeler is one who is able to separate from the egoic mind, which is very challenging. <laughs> you know, we're humans. It's quite challenging. Channeling challenging, <laughs> which is quite challenging. In channeling sessions, the channel always retains full autonomy and control of the situation. Even if when I've been in the deepest of trance state, if for any reason like I felt uncomfortable, I could always say, no, stop. I've never had to do that, but I could. So you're always in control of this situation when you're channeling. And a lot of the time you choose who you want to channel as long as the other party has an interest to communicate. So I've had clients who are like, hey, can we channel this guy? And I'm like, well, we'll see if he wants to come to the party. You know, sometimes they're busy off doing other things or they don't want to come through and we have to respect that. So oftentimes that's why it's best to channel your guides, your spiritual team, because they're around you and they obviously want to communicate with you. Guides really do want to communicate with you. I want to, uh, you know, they're trying to communicate with you through signs. And if you're seeing the 444 and 1111 and the repeated numbers all the time, your guys are literally trying so hard to get a message to you. They're like, look, numbers, like, look, look it up, Google it, see what it means. So I'm telling you, your guides want to talk to you really bad. And I've had times where I've sat with clients and their guides are literally busting to come through. And even I'm like, OK, I'm going to get prepped. And suddenly their guides are in there and they're just go, go, go. And I'm like, hey, hold up. Let me actually like connect and open up the space first. So guides are pretty keen to talk to you. And it's an interesting, this is an interesting situation that has happened to me quite a few times before. Some guides need to learn to channel too, right? Some beings are really great at channeling. They know what is involved in the transmission of sending you energy and information. And they're really easy to trans channel. And I've had situations where a being has come, has come through and they actually have to adjust to expressing themselves through that form. So that's a really interesting kind of tidbit to note. But it's not very common. I've um, experienced that maybe about four times in my thousands of sessions of channeling. So it's not something you're likely to come across, but it is something to note. The thing about a channeler is it's an 
is essentially an energy translator, right? The channel receives raw information at a high sensory level and converts it into the human language. Something that I hear as like a fear is, oh, what if I channel something bad or something negative, right? So I understand that that is a fear for people. And first off, I want to say in the thousands of times I've channeled, that has never occurred to me. Now, this is really important to have processes set up for safety, protection, and discernment. This is one of the biggest reasons why I recommend actually studying with someone, having a mentor or teacher to teach you if you don't know about these things. I wouldn't recommend, you know, someone who's never channeled to just go sit in the park and be like, okay, let's channel. Who wants to come through me, right? Especially if they haven't set up any protections, then they don't know how to discern between beings. So it's really important, you know, and I don't want to fear monger anyone, but the reality is we live in this realm where there are good energies and detrimental energies. I wouldn't call them negative or bad, but, you know, detrimental potentially for our energy and we always want to be connecting with higher vibrational beings um, and I do teach in Channeling Spirit Academy how to connect through the fifth dimension so we're bypassing that how discernment techniques and tools um, and protection like that's literally the first two units so going into it you, you know you're safe you're protected and in all the sessions that we've done the practice sessions we've never seen anybody have a negative experience like that's not a thing if you do it right and then you can put any fear out of your mind and know that you're going to be fine you're going to be safe as you go through it so channeling like to be a channeler it is such a wonderful and rewarding experience it's amazing to be able to receive answers that you need and be able to talk directly to these beautiful beings of light and I mean if you're already working with people as a practitioner it's a great skill to be able to add on to your repertoire you know to be able to pull on in your sessions in our channeling sessions um one of the first thing we want to do is always just ask where the being you know who they are their name their origins um and communicate with them sometimes the being is so excited come through and has so many strong messages they just get straight to the part about giving information and so sometimes we'll just go, okay, thank you. And who are you? And they'll be like, oh, I'm her guide. My name is this. I come from there. Some beings like to come through and chat. Others have a really like, I have come through for this specific reason. Some come to provide enlightened guidance and counsel. So they can come through for all various different things. And some come through for activations and energy work as well. So who can channel? Mm, I'm going to make a very general statement here. Everyone. Everyone, right? Because channeling is the muscle that is present within everyone. Almost anyone who applies themselves can learn to do it, even just like a little bit. If you focus, you do the work, it's going to start off. And even like just doing it casually can be really, really enriching. However, learning to do it well and excelling into it does require energy and commitment, which is why we run like this intensive with a lot of practice sessions and coaching calls and energy work, because it does require a high level of energy and commitment. And obviously it does come easier to some people than it does others. We always have, you know, a few weeks into Channeling Spirit Academy. Some people are just like, oh, look at me, like channeling full essays, while other people are still getting just those words coming through one at a time. So to some, it'll come easier. 
and to some it'll take a little bit more time and it's really it's available to everyone some are born with a little bit more talent in that area while some it's something to be developed in this lifetime so when we channel on an energetic level it's almost like we see this energy coming over us and before every session when I channel, whether it's for myself or my client, the first thing I always do is set an intention. And this is something that might be different from a lot of psychic readers. I know in psychic sessions, sometimes actually it's happened to me when I was getting psychic sessions, I'd come and be like, okay, so this is what I want to talk about. And they're like, no, don't tell me, just let me do my cards. And I'll be like, oh, okay, go for it. It's quite different with a channeling session. The reason for that is, is you're working with a group of guides, all who work with you in different levels and different ways. So if I have an intention where I really want to know about my business, let's say, or my love life, I need to set the intention that I want to speak to the guide who works with me on that level. Obviously, there are beings that are going to want to talk to you and they might have a specific agenda. They're like, we got to talk to her about upgrading her soul star chakra template or something like that. So they're going to want to come through and talk about that. And sometimes in a session, those beings will just be like, this is the most highest priority thing. And I'll be like, okay, I recognize that, but I'm still operating in this business um, realm. So I also want to make sure that I answer the client's intentions, a reason why they book this session. So it's really important to have an intention. And we always have one when we're doing um, sessions for ourselves at home too. You don't always have to know who you're going to invite in. Like you don't have to go in and be like, I want to channel my higher self or I want to channel my guides. You can say, I really need help with this. I really need help with my business, with money. Um, and I'd really like to get some understanding about that. Who's going to be the right person for me to channel? And then the being will come forward. I'll connect to them and begin channeling through them. Channeling, um, they channel through me, obviously. So the difference between a medium and a psychic and a channeler, this is something that I hear quite a lot. Essentially, a channeler and a medium both have to be psychic, but a channeler is not necessarily a medium and a medium is not necessarily a channeler. <laughs> so let me clarify a little bit about that. A medium is somebody who specifically works with passed over humans or relatives, right? So people who have been here on earth and have passed away and have some connection through their lived lifetime to the person that, um, to their client, right? To the person that they're connecting to. The setup and the process for mediumship is very different to channeling. When we're channeling, what we're really doing is we're connecting to higher beings. So higher dimensional beings, you know, more like the angels, the spirit guides, um, goddesses, those types of divine beings. And because of that, there's a different process to it. Now, both a medium and a channeler are psychic, but a psychic is someone who can perceive um, through their extra um, sensory, extra perceptive, I've forgotten the word for it. You know what I'm referring to. Your clairvoyance, your clairaudience, your clairstinence, you have that activated. So you can see and feel energies, or maybe you can hear them, but you just have that extra connection, right? But whether that then goes to the next level and moves into becoming a medium or channeler, that's up to the individual person if they want to. 
Now, that being said, I do see and perceive passed away relatives and oftentimes they will come through for clients. Um, what I'll usually do is I will say to them, hey, you've got this person who's passed away who wants to communicate with you and I'll refer them onto a medium. Now, the reason why that is, I think mediumship is amazing, but it is an art form in and of itself. I've been channeling higher beings for a long time something that I would, you know, I don't want to sound arrogant, but I would say that I'm an expert in it. I know a lot about it. I'm very good at it. And I've helped a lot of people with it. However, when it comes to mediumship, I'm not. It is not something that I've been drawn to. It is not something that I've worked a lot in. That being said, I know a lot of mediums and they're amazing. And I think it's a fantastic uh, mystical art. But if you are pull towards mediumship, I wouldn't re recommend studying channeling. I would recommend then studying mediumship because you're going to be taught it completely differently. And we do have a lot of mediums who come into Channeling Spirit Academy because they've excelled in that area and now they actually want to move into channeling higher beings. So that's very common as well. But mediumship, it's something that if you want to get to know really well and excel in, and that's an intensive course of its own that I'm definitely not an expert in teaching others to do. So why would someone want to channel? You know, I'm, I feel like this question is pretty obvious to me, but I know it might not be to um, some people listening. For me, channeling, it's such a, such a way of my life. If something you know, something's not going right, something's not flowing. The first thing I do is go, why is this happening? And then I get that confirmation, that understanding, I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense why things are unfolding like that, so what do I need to do? You know, every day I connect in and go, this is the next level that I want to reach. Am I on that timeline? What do I need to do? Um, I need to download that energy. If I need help manifesting something, healing something, it's just that support. It's like a walkie-talkie to the divine. And to me, that is probably one of the biggest reasons to channel. And on top of that, we can really live this soul-embodied, spirit-led life where we know we're on the right path. We know we're living our soul purpose. We're connected on that soul level, being the highest embodiment of who we can possibly be. And I think that that is incredible. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons to channel is so you can become the highest version of who you are on this earth and be the fullest embodiment of that. I think it's something that's very hard to learn to be able to step into that and do that on your own. I know some people go and work with various plant medicines to find that. Um, and for me, it's through channeling, learning to understand myself, connecting to my higher self, the beings who have known me. Sorry, there's a motorbike going past. Um, the beings who have known me for lifetimes and know my soul blueprint, right? They can share that with me, connect with me to that. And even just the trajectory of my career, like I've been told, okay, this is what's going to happen in your 20s and in your late 20s. And just having that awareness of what things are going to shift into, what's going to show up. Obviously, we can also get incredible information that you can't get here from the human realm and if we look at some of the most amazing channeled books you can see that so here are some really good reasons why you know people channel spiritual growth and development it increases your spiritual connection your psychic abilities your um, how much capacity of energy you're holding all of that to live a life on your path in your purpose to receive wisdoms 
one of my favorites, to learn about the topics we cannot be taught by humans. And I love this because after we finish Channeling Spirit Academy, I always say like, you're not done learning, right? But you're not gonna be taught by humans anymore. I'm still being taught how to channel better, how to be a clearer channel, but I'm not being taught by human teachers. I'm being taught by my guides. So you can learn about these topics. Like I've been taught so many skills, techniques on manifestation, on healing by guides. You can use channeling to access healing energies, which is one of my favorites, to experience universal love. And that is, <laughs> that's something we see Channeling Spirit Academy when people first connect to their angels and they feel that love, people tear up, tear up. That's very common um, to connect with angels, guides, other light beings, to be a messenger and to give those readings to others, to help others, and to open up to more multidimensional frequencies, raising your own vibration and that of Mother Earth too. When you channel, you're bringing down these light codes, right? These energies, and you're anchoring them into Mother Earth, and they're raising her vibration. Channelers, they're these big light lighthouses bringing down energy constantly and it's charging you up and it's accelerating your spiritual growth and the vibration of Mother Earth. So it's helping and serving her in that way. So channeling sessions, they can be very, very powerful, but there is a difference between an indirect or um, non-trans channel session and a trans channeling session session. And I think this is where we have to be really clear because if you've seen a channeler, you would have seen different kinds of one. So we can have um, a channeling session where you're conscious, your eyes are open, you're fully awake and aware of what is happening. And it's like being in a meditative state. You're just going to feel very relaxed. This is usually what I do with my clients. I'm not going to spend hours in trans channeling sessions every single day, but I am going to be in this meditative state where my brain is in that theta um, brainwave state and I'm connected and I'm open. The thing here is you need to know how to work with your ego and identify your own ego because the big thing here is a risk of information becoming distorted by the channel as we filter through our own ego. That conscious mind is still active. Therefore, we have to filter the information through it. And that's where we come into deep trance channeling. So this is the channeling that I do. Um, it's also the one that, you know, if you know Edgar Casey, he did trance channeling. And so where we literally make space in our body and allow higher dimensional being to come in through our body. Now, in these sessions, I go into a deep trance. It's kind of like I'm asleep. I won't remember the information that's coming in, right? So, the, and it gets deeper the longer, um, the longer I do the sessions. And some of my deep, deep, deep trance sessions, it feels like I'm in another dimension, and it's very hard to explain in humans' words. But it just feels like, like I'm in another <laughs> reality, in another dimension, and. Usually when I come out of these sessions, I have no idea how much time has gone by. It's about like five minutes and it's actually been an hour and I won't remember much of what it's come through. Now, if you've ever had a situation that I'm going to say 99% of you listening have where you've gone about your day and then you saw something 
And then it triggered the memory of your dream where you were like, oh yeah, I had a dream about that last night. That's kind of what it's like. So I'll come out of the trans channeling and then someone will be like, oh, you said this. And I'll be like, oh, oh yeah, I did too, didn't I? I talked about that. So it kind of like triggers memory and then it comes back to me. And it's really funny because I trans channel a lot at home and Daryl always holds space for me, records it. And he was saying to me last week, oh my God, I just had a realization. That's, <laughs> he said this to me. Um, when did he say it to me? I think last month he said to me, Athena, you have to channel um, for your offerings in November. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, you said it in a trans channeling session that you need to update your offerings. Um, in November and I was like oh okay I don't remember saying that but okay and I kind of put it out of my mind and just now like my guides said to me literally yesterday I completely forgot about this they literally said okay on November 15th put it in your diary you're going to channel us about your new offerings and if you've been seeing me on Instagram I've been talking about new offerings that I'm channeling through for next year another reason to channel <laughs> so Daryl will literally remind me of things and I'll be like oh that's cool oh I didn't know that oh all right you know, one of the fun things that we've been able to do is really get to know our previous lifetimes, um, where we've been, what we've experienced. So just going through that on that deeper level. Trans-channeling, I'm going to say it is not for everyone. Some people are natural channels and they're going to go into it straight away, go into something really easily. Um, and for other people, it takes a little bit more work and takes time. And for some people, it's not something... Um, that's going to serve them and their work is more in that conscious channeling state. Um, if you're someone who maybe has done a lot of hypnotherapy, you might be someone who's better at going into trance channels because it's a very similar state that you go into in hypnotherapy. And regardless of whether you're in a deep trance or a light trance, you're always in control of the session, right? It's like as it comes through, I... I'm very aware of if I feel good or not, and I'd still be able to end it no matter how deep its trans situation, trans channeling that I was in. So who can we channel? Well, you know, I don't even know how many beings that are out there, but it's pretty limitless. So I'm gonna list out some ones that I commonly channel, that I commonly see, my students channel, higher self, spirit guides, angels and guardian angels, archangels, ascended masters, galactic beings, elementals and inner earth being, crystal devas, master crystal energies, groups of beings, ancestors, goddesses. So there's so many different beings that we can actually connect to and channel to. Really when it comes to channeling, you're bringing down energy from the realms and the most amazing thing is you are an energy translator and you're bringing into your music, art, your words, into healing frequencies, but you're translating the energy that you're sent in the best way by you. When I'm channeling, I have my clairvoyance activated, so I will see images as well as I'm receiving it. And that leads me to how does channeling feel? So for everyone, it feels quite different. For me personally, when I am trans-channeling, I feel huge heart expansion and I have this sensation where I don't know where my body begins and where it ends. I feel like I'm asleep but I'm not and I'm conscious but I'm also not. <laughs> 
it's a bit tricky to explain. I think the weirdest feeling is like when you're in a very deep trance and you just don't know where you are. It's like time and space doesn't exist around you. You're just in this giant void and you don't know where your body ends or begins. And it's it's a very, very odd feeling. It's not an unpleasant feeling. It's just it's just a very bizarre <laughs> feeling um, and it's very common if you're starting out channeling to experience you know sensations such as energy feeling energy moving pressure or heaviness cold fluctuations um, what else do we have vibrating swaying that's a big one um, a lot of people actually sway when they channel some people get very um, like they feel numb in their body um, when they channel and some people get very ungrounded after the channel, which if I've been channeling for an hour and a half, trans channeling, I will also feel ungrounded. So it's really important for me afterwards to, um, to ground myself. And it's interesting because your guides will always respect your capacity to channel. Sometimes I'll be in a trans channeling session with Daryl and he'll be asking questions and they'll be like, no, the channel is at capacity, you know, she's done like she needs to finish now or they'll say okay she's got this much percentage left kind of like battery life right because we're still a human body and all this energy is being ch channeled through our nervous system so if um we don't want to energetically burn out right which happens when we channel too much um so your guides will always respect your ability to channel and something that I've actually seen is people who would channel 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 non-stop burn out and then suddenly they're like I can't connect and it's like yeah one because you're burnt out and two because your guides are respecting your capacity you need to rest and recover and respect your energetic capacity you know I probably wouldn't be able to trans channel for three hours straight and I'm not going to try and make myself I'm going to respect that my highest capacity is probably two hours of trans channeling which is which is a lot and like you really don't need that much People sometimes are surprised that 30 minutes are my channeling sessions, but by the end of those 30 sessions, people are like, oh my God, so much came through, I need to go process it. And then I don't hear from them for a few months till they're like, okay, I'm ready to get some more information again through. Some people like to move when they channel. This isn't really a big thing unless we're channeling light language. Um, but when we're trans channeling, usually the body's very still. And sometimes if the being is doing energy work, they will move my hands. Otherwise, it's not really such a big thing. There's lots of different like experiences that people have when they channel. It really just depends. It's like a very individual experience. Sometimes it's even normal to have emotions come up. Floatiness is... Um, very common as well and it's all because the body is adjusting to that very high vibrational rate of that being that you're channeling that's being transmitted through you so it's your body learning to work with that and one of the big things is we move through different brainwave states when we channel like that's something to note as well and our body responds when we do that usually light trance i'm in theta and as i go deeper like i'm getting into a really deep brainwave state in some of my deepest trans channelings. So channeling is a wonderful, wonderful ability. And I truly believe that in this fifth dimensional reality that we're moving into, all of us are going to have that ability to communicate with the divine, that 
the world around us is going to be co-created, that it's not going to be this mystery of why am I here, what am I doing, what's my purpose? We're going to have that understanding and we see more and more children being born with that understanding and I think we're only going to see that more and I'm really here to uh, support people to be able to tap into that so they can live that multi-dimensional life, being able to bring through that divine wisdom, give themselves clarity. And I want to come into now, we have some questions that people have been asking um, that we've, we set up a poll, a questionnaire in Instagram, if you had any questions. So I'm going to go ahead and answer them now. Um, is it really possible for anyone to channel? Yes, it really is. Kind of think about it like, um, I give the example of basketball often, but you know, let's say, is it possible for anyone to paint? Yes, some people are going to paint amazingly, naturally, it's going to be a natural ability, but anyone can learn how to do it. It's innate within you. You have an energy field, you have chakras, you have a central channel, you have the ability to channel. For some people, it's going to come very easily, and for others, they're going to have a bit more of a hard time with it. That's pretty natural, but anyone can learn how to do it. Can you channel the dead? Uh, I would never trans channel someone that's passed away. If we're gonna, and something that I should have explained as well, which I forgot to, when you trans channel, you bring that per, um, that being's consciousness into you. When you're not trans channeling, you're indirect channeling, their consciousness is separate from you. It's outside of you and you're seeing it. So I can see them standing in front of me. If you are gonna channel that way, uh, that's what I'm gonna say is mediumship, I would be saying focus on the art of mediumship. Make sure you know about it, know what's involved, know what's happened. I've worked with a lot of people who have lost soul attachments, which is what happens when people who have passed away don't pass on. Um, and it's not something that I want to open up and get into too much. So if you are interested, go work with someone who is an expert on that. When do I know I'm ready to channel? Hmm. <laughs> Great question. So I think for most people, it's when they start to get like those intuitive, empathic signs, signals, when they're seeing a lot of four, 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 one, 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 or they're starting to see signs and coincidental things. This is what I see a lot of. And most of all, they have the desire. They're like, that would really enrich my life to have that ability. That's when you're ready to channel. Who do you channel the most? So it's interesting because definitely like the last few years, Ashtar, I've been channeling him a lot. He was the one who co-created my program, The Quantum Activation. But about two weeks ago, I've been, been going through an initiation with Goddess Isis. So she has been coming through every single um, day for me. So at the moment, it's been her and working with her pretty deeply. So I kind of, I've noticed that I go through these guides, um, you know, who really come through, support me, like they have messages for me. I really want to be that, the embodiment of their divine codes, you know, so Ashtar had codes that he needed to share with light workers, and I created that and shared that through the quantum activation. Now Isis is telling me, hey, you're going to create a new program, and so there's going to be codes for me to transmit, and she's transmitting them to me now. So that's going to be birthed next year, so I'm getting excited for that. Who should I focus on channeling? 
as a start, start with your main guides and your higher self. So we have a few main guides that are kind of guides, leaders for us in this lifetime who know you very, very well. Those are the ones that you should start kind of focusing on channeling. How can working with a channeler help me? Mm, are you stuck? Do you need clarity? Do you feel like you're not sure if you're on the right path? You're not sure about the next step? You feel like something's missing? You feel disconnected? All those reasons are reason to see a channeler and they're gonna give you clarity. They're gonna help you see what's possible for you, what's the next step, what action you need to take. And here it depends on what kind of channeler. If you're gonna channel someone who channels your, your own spiritual team, you'll probably get that that kind of guidance if you channel someone who channels um you know divine their own divine beings like let's say if i were to channel ashtar and ashtar has doesn't work with you right in the spiritual realms he's just my guy but if i choose to channel him for you he might not know you as intimately or as well as your own guides do so he might be able to offer a really good advice but it might not be like as um as specific as you'd like so that's just something to think about too and what questions should i ask in a session my favorite one will always be um what do i need to know and i ask this question every damn day what do i need to know some other questions that i like to ask is what timeline am i co-creating and then I also like to ask, this is what I want to create. How can I do that? What do I need to heal? What action do I need to take? How can I manifest this into my life? So those are some good questions to ask and you'll get that guidance. Um, and last one, um, how should I choose my, the channeler I want to work with? 100% intuition. And I like think this about courses. I think this about practitioners. Pretty much always hired, signed up for things by intuition. 100% is my, like, I just trust my God. <laughs> I trust my guides. You know, I trust my intuition. And I think that you can't go wrong if you're following that. So if you've got like different channelers to pick from, definitely go for the one that you're um, feeling drawn to on an intuitive level. So differentiating between the logical mind, the ego, and mm, I feel it in my body, my being, my soul, this person is right for me. And obviously make sure that um, they have a lot of experience, they've been doing it well, and I would check out some testimonials as well of theirs. And you know, I do, I do have people who say this before, um, to me before they start to work with me, but they're like, oh, I tuned into your energy to see if it was a fit for me. And I get that if somebody's going to be working on that, on that level, you want to make sure that you kind of vibe with them or you trust their energy. So you can try that as well. Whatever it's going to make you feel, um, feel the best way, connect to their, to your intuition to pick that channeler for you. So that being said, hopefully now you're like, mm, I know all about channeling. I get it now. <laughs> I get what it's all about. I see what the fuss is about. And you know, if you want to learn it, I don't need to tell you Channeling Spirit Academy. It's actually open right now. And with all the new offerings that we have coming in next year, I don't know if we're going to hold it. I'll be able to tell you mid-November <laughs> because that's when I'm channeling my new offers, apparently. Um, 
So I don't know if we're going to hold it. I did have one scheduled for early next year, but my guys told me no. <laughs> and I'm getting ringing in my ear as I'm saying this. So I don't know if we're going to have one. So if you have been sitting on the fence, um, I would get in now because I'm not sure when um, the next round is going to be. It might be a while. And, you know, it's the most intensive. I don't, I personally have never seen a channeling course that even begins to compare to what I offer. And, you know, don't listen to me, listen to the students who have graduated, like go listen to the episode of um, where I interview my graduates, go see the testimonials, go to these people's sites, websites who have said that they've learned from me and go and try their channeling sessions. And then you can see Okay, it's possible for you too. A lot of these people come in and say, I don't know if it's possible for me. Well, go um, go check them out. Go feel into it. If you your intuition is telling you yes, shoot me a message or click on the links in the info box below. That'll lead you straight there. Or you can just go straight to my website and click on channeling. Um, so hope you've enjoyed this episode and I will see you on the next one. Lots of love. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Light Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Athena Bailey. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful if you subscribed and left a review. Sending you so much love and I'll see you on the next episode of Light Leaders.